Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marcial. Herrera. Hey everyone, welcome to the Soccer Sharps. Soccer. Soccer betting podcast. George, we are back for this weekend's action in some domestic leagues. We're past the cups. We're back to domestic competition. We got the Champions League coming up midweek, Europa League and Conference League as well in the midweek, but we're just focusing on this weekend, this Easter weekend. Uh, how are you doing? What are your plans for this uh, Jesus Resurrection Day? Well, I won't be watching any Syria. Because uh, over in Italy, they do not play soccer on Easter. Um, but other than that, Dev, we've still got plenty of other leagues in action on Sunday and uh, Saturday as well. It was a less than profitable midweek for us. Disappointing after we had that undefeated show over the weekend. But look, maybe we can bookend it with another successful weekend show here. Yeah, slight dip. Um yeah, we, you and I were talking uh, off the threads, off Discord and off the show, but we were saying how we felt like we were making the right reads, but uh, they didn't come through. It happens. But uh, look, we have another weekend to go again, and we've got some pretty exciting matchups. We're going to cover a little bit of League uh, for you guys in the Bundesliga and the EPL, of course. But let's get started over in League 1 in uh, Francois, and we've got one game we're taking a look at here, and this is going to be Stade. Now, pr- forgive me for my pronunciations here because uh, the French accent is probably my worst of of the ones I do on here, but we have uh, Stade de Reims, Rhymes, Stade de Rome, and uh, Brest. So <laughs> R- Reims is hosting Brest here, and they are... We're reaming breasts. Yeah. Ream breasts and they are uh Ream is favored by one full goal here at home, minus one. Total is set at 2.75. Um, Jordan, I defer somewhat to you here uh for our league in action. What do we think about this matchup? Well, Dev, first I'll say, yeah, it's a pronunciation nightmare for us Americans. The, the whole league uh, thing in general is difficult. You've got stod in front of all these clubs. Stod means stadium. So I, I don't know what that is. Every club's named after the stadium. I, I don't understand that. Then you've got Stad Ren, which kind of makes sense because it's spelled like Ren. But then you've got Stad Rhymes, which is also pronounced Ren or Ren. 
It's very confusing, but all I know is it's in the Champagne District, and I like booze, so this is a team that I want to get on side, Dev. And look, it's not just that. This team are on an absolutely incredible run. They did lose two match weeks back, but other than that, their record is pretty much unblemished. Um, They've only lost one game at home in their last 10, and that was the one a couple weeks back that I mentioned. That was versus Marseille, so no shame in that. And as I say, they bounced back from it. They followed up with an emphatic road win, winning 3-0. This team score goals. Florian Balagun is a name many probably know. USMNT, trying to get him to join up and declare for America. Uh, That would be a huge boost for us. He's scoring for fun in Ligue 1. And Ren, in general, just scoring tons of goals. They've scored two plus in seven of their last 10 at home. And as I mentioned, their unbeaten streak was wild. Uh, it did come to an end, but they've only lost once in their last 21 Ligue 1 matches, including only three losses on the entire season. So very impressive run here. And I like them to keep it going here, Dev, against a Brestois team that, you know, more of a mixed bag. I wouldn't say they're a poor side, but they're not on this level, in my opinion. Certainly not on the road. One thing that I think is possible is that they could contribute to the scoring here. I think we could get goals at both ends. I just see that Rand will be scoring most of them. And uh, I like Rand on the money line, paired with over 1.5 goals in the match, getting us to minus 118. Yeah, George, this... um. The Stade de Reims team has been in the news a little bit, at least uh, for us English speakers, because they're managed by a guy named Will Still, who has a really interesting story. He This team gets fined every single game that he manages because he's not licensed by UEFA. But uh, And he started by being playing this game called Tactical Manager. I think that's what it's called. Or Football Manager, maybe. Football and, Manager, um, right, yeah. That's how he kind of started. He was really good at this game, and then he he's now he's managing a in a big five league in Europe. It's an incredible story. But look, that aside, it's fun to get on side with a story like that. Um, I like how you've threaded the needle here uh, with Reams money line and over one point five goals. So I like sort of threading the needle there. It's a little bit more of a creative play. Um, the only thing that held me back when we were discussing this game is just that these two teams head to head have seen three draws, uh, in their past three games, but this is the first season that they're under this new manager will still. So this, I, I kind of throw out those other results because I think this is a, a totally new team and yeah, I, I, I have no reason not to buy it. The bookies got reams minus one here. So taking them on the money line and hopefully get a couple of goals here should be no brainer. Indeed, Dev. Uh, I did consider that just taking them on the Asian handicap, but then I wondered, I I think a 2-1 is very possible. You mentioned that they have had draws head-to-head. That last, the reverse fixture at Brest did end 1-1. That was pre-World Cup. I obviously mentioned the incredible run they've had since then, Um, so they're they're only getting better. Uh, So I like them to be able to win this one since they are at home. And look, they're uh, they're they're pushing for Europe here. They can get a conference league spot. They're not too far out from it. Possible, depending on how results go elsewhere, that they could get into Europa League. But for sure, conference league, and um, it's gonna it's gonna come down to turning some of the draws they get into wins. And uh, at home, I think they have every chance of doing that here against this Brest side. 
So in case we get the 2-1, let's just take Rennes on the money line with over one and a half goals. And what was the price on that? I missed it. Minus 118. Cool. Uh, all right, moving on. We've got one game we're going to cover over in the Bundesliga. Yeah. In this one, we're taking a look at Bayer Leverkusen hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. And this one has Leverkusen as home favorites of half a goal. Total is set at 2.75. Uh, Jordan, Chavi Alonso has really taken over this Leverkusen side and turned them into the team that we thought they could be preseason. You know, both you and I were high on this team. Uh, we like what they do offensively. They have a lot of really attacking uh, talent, lots of uh, firepower in the side, and a lot of creative players. Um, they're making a little bit of a run here. They've got the look ahead to Europa League in the midweek but they're still fighting for uh, Champions League places in the Bundesliga. So I'm taking a look here. These two teams, right, they're neck and neck uh, in the overall table here. Eintracht Frankfurt is in sixth on 41 points. Leverkusen's in seventh on 40 points. So this is a really, really big game. Um, possible six-pointer here and could go a long way in determining who gets into European competition next season. But look, if you've been listening to us, you know, look, we're on this Leverkusen team. We're just going to play that minus a half or the money line. It's the same bet. Because uh, this team's at home and Frankfurt has a pretty poor record on the road, although it's one of the it's top 10 in, in Bundesliga for road um, expected goal differential, which, you know, I love to look at. But uh, Leverkusen at home. One of the better teams. Top three, only Bayern Munich and Dortmund are ahead of Leverkusen in terms of expected goal differential for home games. So this team, much different at home, and they're hosting this Eintracht team who are no slouches. They had a nice victory uh, in the in the um, DFB Pokal in the midweek. But I think that Leverkusen should be able to beat them here at home under Chavi Alonso in a game that means a lot for the end of the season. I like that narrative. I like getting the home team uh, on the money line here. Do you have anything to add to that, Jordan? Um, well, just to reinforce that, I mean, yeah, look, you and I have loved this Q team for a couple of seasons now. You can look back on our PL spreadsheets and see just how much money they made us, especially in the Europa League uh, in previous seasons and you know, sort of the difference under Shabby Alonso is we used to rely on them for high scoring games and to get goals, but we would never consider taking them to actually win matches necessarily, just that they would be end to end entertaining goal fests. But what he's done is actually turn them into a reliable wins team as well. And you mentioned that, you know, they they are still fighting in the Europa League. And I think they'll fancy themselves to maybe even reach a semifinal or beyond. But just in case they can't win the Europa League this season, they want to make sure that they qualify for it again via league position, if not more, if not qualifying for the Champions League. So as you say, this game has everything to play for. And just given the form of the teams and the fact that they're at home, you got to back Q here, Dev. And also, I hate Eintracht. I hate them and I hope they lose. <laughs> and uh, I want to have money on that outcome. Well, look, I mean, I wouldn't say I hate them, um, but this is a crazy stat, Jordan. So these two teams have not seen a draw. Ooh, boy, you got to go back to 2014, the last time these two teams played a draw against one hmm. another. So there's outright winners, and then this is even crazier. You got to go back to 2017 to see a road team win this thing. 
Okay, so wow. no matter where they play or, or you know when they play each other, the home team wins the game. And that's going back almost, oh boy, 10, 12 games. Uh, several seasons, back to 2017, the last time there was a road upset here. So Huge. I love that number. I'm taking the home team here, minus 120. It's a little bit juicy, but I think we laid out the case for you there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. Right on, Jordan. Well, let's move to the EPL, the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> we are having uh, some really interesting games. And, and and look, we love the Premier League. It's probably our favorite league um, to follow and handicap here. Let's get started. And we're going to do this. Yeah, in- and it's been bad to us. It's been our favorite league, and it's clobbering us on the spreadsheet. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's that sucks. It feels like it's better though. It feels like it hasn't been as bad as it has, but um but look, uh let's get started here with Saturday. So the first game we're going to take a look at on the Saturday is going to be Tottenham Hotspur hosting Brighton and Hove Albion. This one is lined as a pick. Uh and the total is set at 2.75, slightly higher there. And the pick I find a little bit interesting here. Look, obviously Tottenham have had a lot of turmoil, right? A lot of turnover. Fired Antonio Conte, or he departed ways, you know, whatever the language they used for that was. Uh, so they got this interim manager in here. And um, and then, of course, Brighton have been, you know, one of the stories of the season, way outperforming uh, where people expected them to be, especially when they lost Graham Potter, who's since been fired by Chelsea. What a crazy, you know, turnstile of coaching. <laughs> we see in this league, but um, right in here, everything to play for, you know, these two teams, I want to get this right. So let me just pull up the table quickly. So in the table right now, Tottenham is sitting in fifth place on 50 points. Brighton sitting right behind them in sixth place on 46 points, but with two games in hand over Tottenham. So this is a massive game here. This could go all the way to determining at least Europa qualification but also possibly top four um, massive game here, Jordan Tottenham hosting it. What do you think about this matchup? It is massive dev and you're right. There's so much turmoil at Spurs and you know, it's, it's really, it just makes them so unpalatable. It's such a gross team. Like everything just sort of associated with them, whether it's Conte or before him, you know, Nuno and Mourinho, it just feels like they've been in this kind of gross cycle for a few seasons now. And I think the fans are just desperate to get back to the sort of fun saga like they played under Pochettino. They've certainly got the players to do it. Uh, they just need a, a new mind to come in. I don't know if that's going to be Nogglesman, I doubt it, or, you know, some other young sort of forward-thinking manager like a Deserby at Brighton. He would be kind of the perfect type for them. But all that said, I mean, they still are firmly in contention for Champions League again. Like, whatever we say about Tottenham, they are perennial, like, sort of fourth-place team. <clears throat> and be- that's because they are, they're able to do well in at least some of the games. They had another disappointing performance against Everton last time out uh, away, where they actually were ahead, and Everton went down to 10 men. And still came back and equalized. Tottenham looked like the team who were down to 10 men. And then they did become down to 10 men as well later on. But yeah, so the fans, there were boos. People were upset. Uh, 
But it's so Spurs-like to bounce back from a spot like that with a home game against a better side in Brighton and then suddenly get a win. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw that here. Uh, at the same time, they're Spurs, and you can't trust them. And Brighton's a really good team, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Brighton win this either. That's why, Dev, for me, you can't pick a side here. you got to look at the goals. And when you look at these teams matched up head-to-head, it tells you that these teams like to go under. And when you factor in the, f- the situation here that it is sort of an important six-pointer, if you will, you might think it could be even cagier. But I'm going to have to zag with that, Dev. I think we're going to see goals in this one, mainly because of the way that Brighton play under Deserby. And they don't really set up to be cagey no matter what the situation. So I think they're going to come at Spurs. Spurs hate to deal with pressing. They're very bad at playing out from the back. We've talked about it before on this show, especially with Lloris in the team, and he is back. Uh, Brighton will capitalize on that sort of shaky playing out from the back play that Spurs have, and I think we could see a few mistakes in this match leading to goals. At the same time, we talked about it on the last show, Bournemouth weren't able to get a goal for us, but boy, did they have chances because of all that space that Brighton leave in behind. And Kane, Kulisevsky, Son, whoever's out there, is going to have a lot of joy attacking Brighton. I think we're going to get goals at both ends here, Dev, and I think we're going to see an over, despite the head-to-head data telling me it's going under. Uh, yeah, Jordan, I, I I hear you on the head-to-head data, the game, st- um, everything to play for here. I just think this Brighton team is a different beast. Um they have some of the best expected goal numbers in the league this season. And which is a crazy thing to think about when you think about the teams that they're going up against here. Um, and also if you dig even deeper into this, you start to look at game state and, and situational statistics for Brighton. They're averaging the almost exact same expected goals per 90, whether the, the game is tied, whether they're ahead in the game, whether they're down in the game. Um, it's all right around 2.1 XG, which is a huge number. They're creating almost two expected goals in, in these different game states, whether it's tied or they're up one or down one. It shows that they're incredibly consistent and they're playing the same way regardless of what happens, which you like to see because you look at the other side of this and you look at Tottenham's XG in their game state, um, and it's all over the place, right? It's like if it's, if it's equal, they're putting up their some of their lowest xg uh so that just shows that when that makes sense right the way conte would play they sit deep and they just defend and try to counterattack. um it's not until they go down a goal that they actually start coming out of the blocks and they put up higher xg numbers none of which are as high as brighton's in any situation so i think statistically you look at this and you say there should be goals the thing that gives me pause exactly what you said is the stakes of it and neither one wanting to lose this. But I think as I laid out here, I hope I laid out a case that Brighton is going to play the way they play no matter what. And that way is to put immense pressure um, on the team's final third. Spurs terrible at playing out of the back. And Brighton, even if they sit in a low block, Spurs that is, Brighton have the horses to break that down. They have the creative players that can break it down and get goals. So I like taking an over here it's lined at 2.75 slightly higher um could there be a three nil maybe but uh you know brighton 
this team's given up goals to to teams like three three to Brentford or like two two to Leeds in some of their recent matchups. So I don't see any reason why not to take just both teams to score. We know Tottenham have the firepower to be able to produce, you know, with Kane and Kulisevsky, Son, like these guys up top, they can score goals and Brighton can give them up. They're going to score themselves. I like both teams to score in over 2.5. It's coming in slight plus money. It's plus 105 or thereabouts. Definitely shop around as soon as you start parlaying stuff. But feels like a good bet to me. Again, the only thing that worries me is that sort of the stakes of it. But if there's a, this is all going to depend on the first goal, right? If there's a first goal in the first half, even like that, I feel like this bet hits. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. anything else on that? Yeah, I mean, as as you say, Deserby's only going to play one way. That's that's how he does. They're going to attack, try to create turnovers up the pitch, and uh, capitalize on it. That's just what they do. I don't think for him it factors in as much about like, oh, we don't want to blow our, our European places. As you mentioned, they have two games in hand. It would not be a disaster for them to lose this game. Uh, and so I don't think that factors in as much for him, specifically as as much as playing his way and, and using his tactics. Um and I'll just to reinforce it, yeah, I do think both teams are going to score here. I would not be surprised if Tottenham get a few. They've scored, they, they've covered their team total over 1.5 in three in their last three home matches. Uh, again, this is a home game for them. Uh, last time out, they beat Forest 3 1 before that, Chelsea 2 0 before that, West Ham 2 0. So you'd argue that Chelsea and West Ham are better defenses than Brighton, um, although West Ham. Shipping five yesterday, maybe not such a good case, but uh, generally that has been the case. And Tottenham are able to put a couple of goals past those teams. I think they can put at least one past Brighton here at home. And we've already made the case for Brighton being able to get some goals, too. So, yeah, both teams to score and over, Dev. Let's fade the head to head data. Yeah, and I think the final thing I'll say on Brighton here is that they have one of the best expected goal differentials um, on the road this season, only behind Manchester City and Arsenal. So they should be able to score here. And um, I think if they do, that's going to force Tottenham out of their shell, and then it could uh, could see some fireworks in this one. So um, I also may just sprinkle on Brighton money line. Uh, you can also get a draw no bet right about even, but the money line is plus like 170 or thereabouts. So I, I may just play Brighton on a money line here because I, I think they win this game. I think they're just better than Tottenham. Bold. I like it. Uh, well, let's move on. We got two more games for you guys in the EPL. The next one we're going to take a look at. These are both on Sunday uh, where Jesus will be resurrecting himself and uh, will be <laughs> gambling on sports. Uh, the first one here is going to be Leeds United hosting Crystal Palace up at Ellen Road. Leeds are favored in this one by a quarter goal, minus 0.25, or 0.25. and the total is set at 2.25. Jordan, um, both these teams fighting some re- uh, the relegation battle, but they were both able to pick up some key points this week and last weekend. What do we think about this matchup with Crystal Palace traveling to Ellen Road? I think it's going to be a fun one, Dev, despite the like sometimes you do think that the relegation six pointers are KG unders. But we actually haven't seen that in recent weeks. These teams have been going for it and we've had more overs than not in those type of games. Now, Palace, before they sacked Vieira, had been on a four game streak without scoring. Uh, 
albeit against some tough competition, right? They didn't score against Liverpool. They didn't score against Aston Villa, Manchester City, or Brighton. Then Vieira was sacked. There was a caretaker for the game against Arsenal where they lost 4-1, to one, but were able to find the net. Roy Hodgson came in. They finally got a W. They got a win under the new old manager, Roy Hodgson, against, Crystals, uh, against Leicester City, winning 2-1. So their goal drought appears to be over. And they get Leeds here, Dev. They're traveling to Leeds. We know how Leeds games go. We know the way they like to play. We saw them in another relegation six-pointer just the other day, winning 2-1 against... Who do they play? Uh, Forest. 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 Uh, Leeds beating Forest 2-1. And I think we're going to see something similar here, Dev. I wouldn't want to pick a winner. Uh, We know the Allen Road crowd is tough. But uh, I like both teams to score here, Dev. I think Palace can get one, as they've proven in recent weeks, especially against this porous Leeds United defense. And Leeds, they always score at home, Dev. They've got the horses, as you say. And with the crowd here, G and Amon, I think we can get a goal from Leeds. So I just like both teams to score. It's well-priced, minus 112. Uh, Don't need to worry about an over. Just can we get both teams? teams to find the net i think we can dev and i like the price what say you yeah jordan i mean i'm with you there uh these two teams they're back to back in the table right now uh 12 and 13 and um one point separating them so it is a big game but they're both safely out of the relegation fight in terms of the table at the moment so it does feel like both teams are going to just want to get something out of this. So it feels like a draw actually might be in the cards here. But look, like you said, both teams score yes, minus 112. Uh, you mentioned Palace has been a little bit of a scoring drought, but their XG numbers have been really good. I mean, they put up 1.1 against Arsenal and scored a goal there. They put up almost two against Leicester. And I'm talking about expected goals here. Um, and of course, they they didn't look great against City and Aston Villa, but those are great defensive teams. Um, they're getting results, all right? And they're staying alive, and they've weathered the hard part of their season. I don't think they should have fired Patrick Vieira. I thought he was doing an okay job and uh, was just seeing him through, but it's a results business, and they had to bring in, um, as you said, the new old manager. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think this will be a scrappy game. We know Leeds at Ellen Road is just a different beast, a different animal. They play end-to-end, even under their new manager. He's not changed the recipe too much it's we're still seeing the same kind of open field with this team so no reason to think both teams can't score it's a simple enough bet i like that we're not adding any total to it it's just both teams to score yes minus 112 feels fairly likely here um yeah so that's about all i got for that one indeed def Let's move on, George, to the final game, the marquee matchup, you may say, of the weekend here in the EPL, and it is taking the top spot uh, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, and it is Liverpool hosting Arsenal. Swan's lined as a pick right now, though all the juice is on Arsenal. I could see that moving to a quarter before kickoff. Total set at a high three here. George, you and I spent a lot of time talking about this game Um Arsenal league leaders, we know they've got no other competitions to worry about. This is their golden goose. They got to keep winning to keep pace over City. And Liverpool is sort of a lost season here, but they are at home and they get to possibly play spoiler to the league leaders. So what do we think about this matchup, Jordan? Liverpool hosting Arsenal. 
Oh, yeah, Deb, it's such a tough one to call. I, I just hope it's fun. I'm really looking forward to it because I, I just hope both teams are on their game on the day because this could be one of the classics. Uh, we've seen it before when these teams meet. And, you know, Liverpool, you said it, it's just been a lost season. And you don't really know what to make of them. They, they just appear to be dreadful on the road. They offered nothing against Chelsea. They were pathetic in that game midweek. Um, admittedly, the, I mean, Klopp had a weird lineup. Apparently, he was punishing some of the players, um, and he weakened the team. And they just weren't competitive. Uh, I imagine that punishment is over, and we'll see sort of the full-strength Liverpool here. Surprisingly, they haven't had a home game uh, since the Manchester United game, which feels like a long time ago. And I'll remind people, they won 7-0 in that match against Man U at Anfield. And that's what this team's capable of still. Like, going into that game, I remember everyone sort of talking badly about Liverpool, like, oh, they've lost it, what's going on with Klopp, and Ten Hag has rejuvenated Man United, and they look like they could actually have a title push in them. And they lost 7-0. So Anfield just brings something out of this team. And I don't know if it's a personal pride thing or the way the fans are. Something energizes them at Anfield. It is still one of the classic fortresses of Europe. And I would not at all be surprised if we saw a very strong Liverpool performance in this game. Not saying they're going to win it, but I, I really think they show up here. And we know Arsenal is going to show up because, as you say, They've got the title race here. They do not want to lose that first place spot. They want to ride it all the way to the end of the season and hoist that trophy at the end. I think they can do it, Dev. Um, but there are some tough games in there, including this one, I think. So tough one to call. I'm going to keep the theme going here, Dev. I think I see goals. I like goals. Yeah, man, we were looking at all kinds of different bets for this, Jordan. I, I'll, I'll say straight up personally, I just think Arsenal... It's just their season. I just feel like they're on a mission here. I like them on the draw no bet. It's minus 130, but you can just take the money lines plus 138. I mean, they could afford to lose this game. They could afford to drop points at Liverpool for sure, and I still think they can win the league, but they're just a better team. I just haven't seen a lot from Liverpool. I, I'm worried about their midfield. Their best players in the midfield are just kind of over the hill. That's Fabinho. Tiago is hurt all the time. Um, Henderson's probably over the hill. They're still starting James Milner in meaningful minutes in a lot of these games. That guy's like older than you and I. I mean, uh, so I, I do think Arsenal is just the better team here. Um, but Liverpool's record at home is just excellent. Uh, they're just one of the top sides uh, at home this season in terms of expected goal differential per 90. They are the fourth best team only behind City, Arsenal, and Newcastle. Uh, and then, of course, Arsenal on the road is, uh, by these metrics, the second-best team in the league. So something's going to give here. Um, and hopefully it's just people scoring goals. You look at the last time these two teams played in an absolute thriller. That was a 3-2. This was at Arsenal earlier in the season, and it was just back and forth. It started in the first minute, Martinelli scores. <laughs> 34th minute, Nunez makes it 1-1. Uh, right before halftime, Bukayo Saka scores, makes they go up 2 1. Come out in the second half, 
Liverpool come back. Firmino makes it 2-2. And then finally, Saka makes it 3-2 with a penalty in the 75th minute. So crazy game, completely back and forth. Lead changes, game state changes. Can we see something similar like that? I'd love to see it. I, You know, we, then you start talking about goal numbers. So it's lined at three for the total. If you want to bring in both teams to score and lower that thing to 2.5, BTTS and over 2.5 is minus 110. Um, we were talking about maybe taking both team totals. You could take either team's team total over 1.5. They're both um, well, Liverpool over 1.5 is plus money. Arsenal team total over 1.5 is minus 105. I mean, play both of those. You just take both and hope you hope it's like at least a 2-2, if not more. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad shout, Dev. I, I had written down that I like the Liverpool team total over 1.5 here. You're talking, you know, Arsenal is just the better team. I agree 100%. Never like backing a road favorite. Certainly not lately. It's burned me. Um, and, you know, every time people say that Liverpool are dead and what's happened to them, they show up with some emphatic result. Um, so I would be wary of that. Can we get them to score two goals at Anfield? I think so. We've talked about how Arsenal give up goals to pretty much everyone, you know, gave up two to Bournemouth recently. Bournemouth, who can't score for love nor money when we take them to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Palace even scored against them despite getting thumped 4-1. Um, so I think Liverpool can find the net a couple of times. Likewise, I think Arsenal can find the net a couple of times. So, yeah, I like taking both team totals, maybe a split a unit on each. And then as long as you cash one of it, well, if you cash the Liverpool one, you make a little bit of money. Um, I, boy, I hope it's a game like that one you just laid out, the 3-2. Uh, can we take a first half over something like that? Like, can we get a couple of goals in the first half? That could be fun. Well, take a look at this, Jordan. Take a look at this. Both teams to score in the first half. Plus 270. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Dev, I like it. Because look, <laughs> it happened last time they played, right? It happened at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and I just don't see the narrative for a KG game, right? Like... As you said, yeah, because why, right? Liverpool has nothing to do but try to upset them. Arsenal exactly. need to win. Yeah, Liverpool owe their fans a performance. Uh, they've got nothing to do other than play giant killer and be play spoiler to these teams and show that they can still compete with the best. Arsenal, as you said, could afford to drop points here. They don't want to, though. And they could see this as a free hit where they just go out and try to play their football and attack. Um Hey, don't forget we got we got zombie Jesus on our side too. You know, maybe there's some uh, that's right, some luck in the mix, some some kind of like Easter Day special. And Gabriel Jesus is back in the squad. <laughs> he his his first start back last weekend. Emphatic, twenty eight fantasy yeah. points on my bench. But I mean, huge Steph. Uh, can we get them both to score in the first half or like? First half team totals. I mean, that is a huge price. Plus two seven. It's almost three to one. I, I like it. I mean, it's risky. It's not what we normally do for our for our official plays. You know, we tend no. to be a little more cautious with it. But it's yeah, sun, it, it, it's Easter Sunday. It's not like we hit every play we give anyway. So it's like <laughs> sometimes we give out a a play that's like minus one thirty and we lose it. So I'm willing to try and hit a home run with a plus two seventy. 
And if we lose it, okay, we've lost plays before. People don't have to tail us. But Dev, boy, what a fun thing to root for. If we cash this, and it is possible, it's not like it's a total out of left field play. This is totally possible. We've already looked at some results that showed us this exact thing. Wow. Yeah, I like get, it. If you get the early goal in this game, I feel like it could be it's it's really on the money to possible to hit there. If you get an early goal, like the last game was the first minute Martinelli scored. If you get something like that, man, ooh, this could this could definitely hit. Uh I like it. Let's give it, man. Plus two seventy. When's the last time we gave a play like that? It's not even a parlay, yeah. too. Yeah, or like a, a goal scorer prop or anything. Those are usually like the biggest things we've given, um, at, at least officially. But yeah, I mean, you look at the last home game before the uh, for Liverpool, the last home game before the seven nil versus Man U. It was that Real Madrid Champions League uh, first leg. That was a two two at halftime. Uh, so both teams scoring in the first half, both teams scoring twice in the first half. Uh, it's certainly on the cards. It's not unprecedented by any means. And I think we made the case for this having no need to be cagey. So I like it, Dev. And uh, and look, we got the marquee game on a holiday, big holiday Sunday. Jesus himself will be starting up top. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like it. I, I personally, I'm going to be all over this game. I'm taking both teams to score in the first half because the price is so good. It's a fun bet. Um, I'm going to take that Liverpool team total over 1.5 and I'm probably going to take Arsenal on the money line. So I'm just going to be all over this game. But um, I think officially let's, should we just give the BTTS first half? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we've had guys in the discord before asking us to do a long shot bet. Sometimes this certainly, certainly qualifies almost three to one. We're taking it, Dev. Both teams to score first half Liverpool versus Arsenal. All right, it's a bold shout. Let's uh, let's hope it it works out for us. That's gonna do it for us, guys. That's uh, all the games we're covering. But before we finish, there's something we got to do, right? We do indeed, Deb. Because it's one thing to talk about these matches, but it's quite another to put our money where our mouths are and pay the bookie. Chuck, I'm gonna tell you something. You have that fucking two hundred in my hands tomorrow. If you ain't got the 200 in my fucking hands tomorrow, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. So look, starting over in League Oh, we are taking Stade de Reims hosting Brestois, and we're taking Reims money line and over 1.5 goals, coming in at minus 115 or thereabouts. Shop around. Uh, and then over in the Bundesliga, yeah. keeping it simple, Leverkusen hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. Leverkusen on the money line, minus 120. Uh, then in the EPL, we've got Leeds and Crystal Palace. Uh, I'm sorry, it started with Tottenham and Brighton. We're taking the both teams to score an over 2.5. It's plus 105. Uh, decent price for uh, for a fun bet to take there. And then on Sunday, we've got Leeds and Crystal Palace. Both teams to score, yes. Minus 112. And then the big one, Liverpool Arsenal. We're taking both teams to score first half plus 270. So that's our sort of long shot bet of the week, but uh, should be a fun one. A lot of goals we're rooting for here, Jordan. I hope it works out for us. Yes, indeed, Dev. Let the floodgates open. And yeah, boy, that's going to be a fun one to root for on Sunday. I can't wait. And um, yeah, jump in the Discord, gang. The link is below in the description for the podcast. And uh, it's free to join. We're having a lot of fun in there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
go ahead and give us a five-star review if you haven't done so yet. It really helps the show to grow a lot. Um, I don't think there's anything else to say other than let's make some money. What are you doing? What is that? Are you decorating like a shoe or something? What are you talking about? It looked like you were coloring in pen, something on your knee. Like it is oh, it like yeah, a face mask? No, no, I was just drawing on my pants. On your pants? Okay. Yeah. Pants. Why? Uh, boredom. I what kind know. of you draw on your pants, or is it just like a bad pair of pants or something? Yeah, it's just like shitty pants I got in India that are like. Oh, apart already. <laughs> um, 